0: Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh. This uh, week, um, we celebrated Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a non-denominational national holiday in the United States that was started during one of the terms of George Washington, when he declared that we should set a day aside every year and make it a holiday wherein we give thanks for all that we have been given and thanks to the one God who created us all for what he has done to maintain and sustain us. It's interesting that we have set a day aside to give thanks, to make thanks at the core of uh, what we do for a day. Of course, what it's turned into is a feast uh, of abundance and a day to watch football. Uh, I don't know how much the thanks part is still in it, but we need to reflect on that part. We need to reflect on our gratitude uh, to our Creator for the abundance that He has given us. We need to reflect on the position that we're in and how we are thankful for that position. Which brings us to a interesting question. What is our default state? When we aren't trying to be a certain way, what are we? Where are we? Is thanks our default position? When we are not involved in any particular activity, when we're sitting still, when we're not pushing or pulling the world... What is our default position? Have we understood that for us to be truly human, we need to be in a constant state of thanks, in a constant state of gratitude, in a constant state of submission to that gratitude? It's interesting. Gratitude, thanks, all of these things are tied in to qualities that belong to Allah. The opposite of these qualities, resentment, need, desire, are things that are not with Allah. So there's a lot to be learned from thanksgiving. If we can stay in a state of thanksgiving, then we stay close to our creator. And as we move away from thanksgiving, as we move into, I don't have enough, I need this, I need that, we move away from our relationship to Allah. Allah doesn't need. Allah has and Allah gives. We often, as humans, feel that we are lacking, that we need, that we are in a state of attempting to fill holes within ourselves, to somehow get more than we have because something is missing. Do not believe that the beggar holds his two pennies in his fist any tighter than the king holds on to his kingdom. Both hold on as hard as they can because they somehow feel that is what protects them and sustains them. To shift from the understanding that what we do protects us and sustains us. What we have protects us and sustains us. What we earn protects us and sustains us. To shift to understanding that Allah provides and what Allah gives protects us and sustains us is a great change in our nature. And if we can actually do that, we then change our default position. So when we are in the midst of difficulty, we are not in the midst of difficulty because we're grateful. And if we can stay grateful, then difficulty can't affect us. It's when we lose our gratitude that everything else can slip in. So the question becomes how do we maintain our gratitude? The problem (laughs) with maintaining gratitude is that we have an eye that wanders and sees everything around us and begins to enter into comparisons. Well, he has that and he has that and I don't have this, I have this, but I don't have that. And then the mind begins to interact with those comparisons and somehow concludes that we need more. And as soon as you enter into comparing and concluding, You have begun to be trapped in the chaos of illusion. You've begun to be trapped in the fact that you need more illusion in in order to be more peaceful. Now, when you look at it that way, it seems a little bit absurd that these kind of thoughts and feelings can enter into us, but... Everything outside of us is Maya. Everything outside of us is illusion. So how is more illusion going to make us happier? For instance, uh, actors want to be famous. And when they lose their fame, they sometimes go into depressions. And they believe that the cure to their situation is more fame. More illusion is going to cure that, which el- the, the, that, that situation which illusion has gotten you into. People who are interested in money believe that more money will solve their emptiness... More money will somehow make them whole. More money can't solve their internal situations. Macbeth's wife tried to wash the blood off her hands. And she did wash the blood off her hands. But she couldn't wash the internal blood off her hands. We need to be able... To wash on the inside. We need to be able to become content on the inside. And then when we become content and pure on the inside, the outside cannot affect us. The only reason the outside can affect us, the only reason illusion can affect us, is because we still have remaining tendencies that are attracted to illusion. We have not become purified. We want that illusion. We think we need that illusion. And we give that illusion different names. And then some of us have checklists as to all the things we need to do in order to be satisfied within the world. And the interesting thing is that for people who make checklists, new things constantly keep getting added to the list. Why? Because those things can't satisfy. Those things can't bring you peace. Those things can't make you or take you to a default position where you can sit still. Imagine... If nothing's going on, you can be content. Imagine that you have moments within your day when you can just sit still and say things like, Dear God, thank you for the peace that you have given me. Thank you for the gifts that you have given me. Thank you for providing for me all that I truly need. I am without need because of your abundance. Thank you for the air. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the love that I feel surrounding me. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for all of the wonderful things in your creation that you have provided to give me peace. Thank you for allowing me to enter into that state of peace, which is your state. Salam is your name. Salam is your state. And when I enter salam, I enter your state. And it's because of my closeness to you and my gratitude to you that I'm able to feel this way. All of the qualities that bring us peace are directly related to Allah's names. All of the qualities that bring us peace are directly related to God's qualities. So, if we are not moving towards God's qualities, we are not moving towards peace in ourselves. Why? Because you can't. It hasn't been set up that way. It's not possible. You can't create a new way to find peace. You can't create peace out of wealth. You can't create peace out of fame. You can't create peace out of lust. You can't create peace out out of 195 bedroom houses. It doesn't happen. It can't be done. Now, the world will constantly tell you that it can be done and will push you in the direction of attempting to get it done in that way. People who want power end up trying to conquer the world. And all of the ones who've tried to conquer the world What happens to them at the end? They pass. Sometimes under very horrendous circumstances. But they pass. They're pushed out. None of the things within this world that you accumulate can you take with you. The only things that you can take with you are the things that you give away how do you accumulate mercy (laughs) by giving it out how do you accumulate compassion by giving it out how do you accumulate love by giving it away just like God gives God gives love God gives mercy God gives compassion and we are the recipients of it and what are we supposed to do with it when we get it we're supposed to give it away. And if we don't give it away, if we try to hoard it, then those things begin to change their nature and their qualities. Mercy isn't held on to. Mercy passes through you. And if you are merciful, it is constantly passing through you. Because as you give it away, God, Allah, gives you more. Kindness passes through you. As you give it away, Allah gives you more. But if you try to hold on to kindness, kindness turns into resentment. Kindness turns into jealousy. Kindness turns into arrogance. Kindness turns into anger. So we have to break the walls that try to contain those things because they cannot be contained. They also can't be given away discriminately. You can't say, I'm going to give mercy to these people, but not to these people. I'm going to give kindness to these people, but not to these people. And even though it sounds absurd, people do it every day. People do it all the time. They choose the people they want to be kind to. They choose the people they want to be nice to. They choose the people they want to be merciful to. And what they do in the process is demonize everybody else. Well, you can't demonize people without demonizing yourself. That which separates me from anybody separates me from Allah. Bawa would tell us this, over and over and over. You cannot separate yourself from other people. When he said, you have to be able to feel the hunger of others, he didn't just say, feel the hunger of people in your religion, or feel the the hunger of people in your race, or feel the, the hunger of people from your nationality, or feel the hunger of people who speak your language. He said, Feel the hunger of other people. Once we are able to see without seeing caste and without seeing race and without seeing language and without seeing religion, we become a different person. Because in the seeing of differences, we have created separation. And in every separation that we create, we push ourselves further from unity. And as we push ourselves further from unity, the qualities that are unified, the qualities that come from unity, are no longer available to us. What's that mean? That means God qualities are no longer available to us. Why? Because we've set up barriers to remove ourselves, and to separate ourselves from those qualities. And very often, we've been taught these things in our religions. We've been taught these things in our schools. We've been taught these things from our parents, and we believe these are somehow positive things. It's natural to hate the people from the country next door to us. It's natural to dislike the people who live to the north of us and speak a different language. Why? Because they're bad people. If they weren't bad people, they'd be like us. Many of the early uh, indigenous peoples all over the world called themselves human beings. And called everybody else the other. And we, with all of our machinations about being advanced cultures, have not ended this kind of thinking yet. Our default position is not a unified position. Our default position has separations. And as long as our default position has separations, then our default position can't be peaceful. Our default position can't be generous. Our default position can't be grateful. Our default position can't be serene because all of these qualities that separate take away serenity. All these qualities that separate bring in Satan's Qualities. And when we allow Satan's qualities to enter into us, we are actively pushing God's qualities outside ourselves. So we have to think about our attitudes. We have to think about the way we do things and why we do things. We have to be able to find a way. To understand that kindness, love, mercy are universal. They're not owned by any specific group, nor are they to be given to any specific group. We can't see differences in high and low. We can't treat the waitress different than the king. We can't have different attitudes because of race or caste or religion. And once the world begins to understand these things, the world will change. The world is an amalgam of the attitudes of the people in it. And if the attitudes of the people in it are attitudes of separation then this world will constantly be in a state of separation. The Quran says that a people will have leaders who represent their beings. So if their beings are off, their inner beings are off, we're going to have leaders whose inner beings are off. If our inner being is straight, we're going to have leaders who are straight. We create the surroundings that surround us. There's a reason that Sufis don't get involved in politics. There's a reason that Sufis don't kowtow to kings or politicians. Because once you do that, you've compromised Allah's integrity. You've compromised the truth's integrity. You've compromised Huck's, reality's integrity. And that integrity can't be compromised. So essentially what you've done is you've separated yourself from reality. You've separated yourself from God's qualities. And even though you can proclaim from the highest rooftops that what you're doing is to protect God's word on this earth you're lying, and you're hypocritical. Why? Because you don't understand the nature of reality. You don't understand the nature of the truth, and you've twisted the words of the religions, and you've twisted the words of God into your own needs and your own desires. The world's lost its way. But because the world is lost its way doesn't mean that each of us has to lose our own way. We have to become beacons of the truth and beacons of light. And just because others aren't that way, that doesn't mean that we need to join them. We need to stay clean and pure within ourselves And that means that we need to be content. And if we're not content, that means we're dealing with demons. And if we're dealing with demons, we should understand that we're dealing with demons, and we should do away with them in a way that allows us to become content. Now, if we're dealing with the demons of wealth, and we think we're going to drive them out by giving them more wealth, we're mistaken. If we're dealing with the demons of fame, and we think we're going to drive them out by giving them more fame, we're mistaken. If we're dealing with the demons of lust, and we think we're going to do away with them with more lust, we're mistaken. We have to develop a sense of internal integrity that isn't touched by... ...the demons that exist in all the degraded states. Which means we have to find a repulsion from those degraded states. We have to really understand within us the difference between what's degraded and what's elevated. And we need to keep shifting our focus towards that which is elevated... We have to keep spending our time with thoughts about that which is elevated. Which is why we need to pray more. We need to do our repetitions of the name of God, Zikr, more. We have to keep our focus on the truth more. We can't become distracted. Because unfortunately, without effort... Our default position is not always exactly where it should be. Now, the great masters have bypassed illusion. They've bypassed the world. Their default position is always salaam, is always submission. We were taught by a great master, and his part of his teachings were to watch him and become like him. And if you watched, you saw that he dispensed grace to everyone he met. He didn't make them show them an ID card first so he could check on their vital statistics and where they came from and what religion they were. He didn't ask those kinds of questions. He didn't ask any questions. He just gave. Does Allah ask questions before he provides air? Does Allah ask questions before he provides water? Do we ask questions before we become involved? Or are we ready to do his will? Are we ready to give like he gives? And it comes down to the... To the most minute levels. It begins with the family and our husbands or wives. Can we give towards them? Can we be kind towards them? Can we forgive their difficulties? Can we stay in a state of love with those closest to us? Very often when you see people who cause difficulties in the world, you should know that the ones they cause the most difficulties to are the ones closest to them. Because they're incapable of creating positive relationships with people in the world and with people at home. They just can't. It's not their nature. Our nature has to become mercy. Our nature has to become compassion. So every day of the year becomes a day of thanksgiving for us. Every moment within creation becomes a moment of thanksgiving for us. We constantly need to be in a state of gratitude. Because without God's sustenance, without Allah's sustenance, we wouldn't exist. He sustains and maintains us every moment. And if he ever pulled away, everything would be gone. We need to realize this. We need to realize that without his care and without his giving, we couldn't exist. And we have to be joyous because we have such a merciful and gracious, and giving Father. Imagine the family that you were born into. God's family. And how do you become a member of God's family? By believing in Him. And when you believe in Him, He brings you closer to Him, and you become His people. I once asked Bawa, is there a chosen people? And he said, yes. The ones who choose God, God chooses them back. So we have to become the chosen ones. How? By making that choice to choose Allah. By making that choice to do God. And within that choice, there's also the choice that comes right with it, which is to be merciful, and to be compassionate, and to be loving, and to be kind. And if we can make those choices, then the choices that are higher than us will choose us. So, may that become easy for us. May it become our way. May Allah become our obsession. Because that's an obsession that has a cure. May love become our obsession. May compassion become our obsession. May mercy become our obsession. May we be the ones who live our lives involved in God's qualities. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbi lalamin. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuhu.